Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at bjshow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. You like that one, John? <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me turn you up. Go. And who is he to... Well, I shouldn't say anything about it. You know what? He, he's right to say, come on, guys. But you know what? We've, we've spent combined i mean what do we have over a hundred years of people saying come on come on brad come on john i do like the fact that you say that ed golderman is cut from a different cloth which is like you know me calling somebody obsessive compulsive or something okay hold on a minute hold on a minute here we go (laughs) i can't you know once i threw down the gauntlet i can't let it up hold on a minute Ed, and he's always making, okay, here we go. Okay, this is going to be interesting. We'll see if he answers, okay? He normally does answer. Let's see. The wireless customer you are calling is not available. Please try again later. Man, I'm not doing very well this morning, am I? I'm not doing, I, what's going on? I can't get a hold of anybody this morning. He's got a phone turned off. Okay, well, let's call, let's call Mark McCluskey. What do you think? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, good. let's call Mark. See if he's up. <laughs> Maybe we should make this a Friday gimmick where we just call people on Fridays. Okay, here we, we'll try Mark McCluskey. One ringy dingy, as Shelly would say. Hi, Brad. Mark, can you hear me okay? I sure can. Can you hear me this time? I can hear you this time. Okay. We're randomly calling people, and you're on a list to randomly call this morning. Okay. And. I've got John Combest. I don't feel John or not. We're doing the show. This is the new show, BJShow.co, Brad and John Show. Um, are you going to run for the third uh, congressional district now that uh, Blaine Luke Myers has decided he's not going to run for re-election? Well, you know, interesting things, interesting things. It, it's crossed my mind. Uh, you know, Blaine used to be my congressman until we got redistricted. My, I vote in Franklin County. That's where my farm is. and So now I've got uh, Ann Wagner as my, my representative. But I uh, always liked uh, Blaine, and I'm, uh, but now that his position's open, it's an interesting thing. See, We're going to be out at the, in St. Charles this morning at the uh, Freedom Caucus uh, get-together out at uh, the first Missouri Capitol. And so we'll chat with some of the folks that are out there and see uh, see what the opinion is. Well, now, hold on. What, what's the event is this again this morning? It's uh, at 10 o'clock this morning. The, uh, the Freedom Caucus uh, is going to have a uh, get-together at the first Missouri Capitol. Then at 1130, there's a fundraising luncheon at uh, something called the uh, Soda Museum on North uh, Main Street in St. Charles. Never oh, been yeah, there yeah, before. yeah, yeah, that's a cool it's, new- it's, it's all the people that, that, that we like and respect that are getting together for a fundraiser. So now, where's the plate? Where's it 10 o'clock physically? What location is that? Uh, uh, at the uh, uh, First Capitol, uh, Missouri First Capitol building in, in downtown St. Charles on Main Street. Which one's that? Is that the, is that, is that? You know, I wish I had the address in front of me. I think it's like 100 South Main Street. Okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll stop by and say hi. 
Yeah, that'd be great. I, I'm doing a new thing, and I hope you don't mind this, but I, I do a new thing where I started this thing. You know, I've, I've been in radio business for 50 years, but I've done photography for like 60 years. And I'm doing this new thing where I started this beginning year called Brad.cam, where every day I go and take pictures and videos and stuff like that and put them up my website. So uh, I'm looking for events to go to and things like that. So I may just show up and shoot some shots and shake your hand. Is your wife going to be there with you or is it just you solo? Oh, no, it's absolutely. We go everywhere together. Yeah, you do. And, and your wife, you know, you don't probably remember this, but Shelly Barr and I, who I did my show on my other station on BS.show, we met you at the Family Arena. What has that been, like four years ago now? Was that four years ago at the Family Arena? Yes, 2020. Yes. And, and you know what's interesting? You and your wife, you didn't know who the hell we were, and you couldn't have been nicer to us. And I have to tell you that because sometimes, and you know this being a public figure, you see people in the public eye and then when you actually meet them they're jerks you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what yeah, I, you know i do know what you're saying <laughs> yeah i bet you do <laughs> you've, you've had your share of people uh you know being jerks so so john I, I, I named some names but there are some folks that you see on television every morning <laughs> yeah. who in the real world may not be as nice as they appear on tv and you know what there are a lot of media people like that that you they have a uh, i can name one myself that i was shocked by I, I'm just, I'll just say the name, Ron Jacober. You remember Ron Jacober? Oh, yeah. I, I thought Ron Jacober was, as a kid, I grew up and I loved Ron Jacober. And then one time I met him in person, he was an absolute positive jerk to me. And I'm going, like, this is the guy I liked. You know, he's, he burst my bubble, you know. Okay, so, so the reason I ask you about the congressional district is I know you live down in Franklin County. That John and I were saying that the fact that in, I guess this is a federal law, that you don't have to live in the congressional district, but if you do get elected, you have to move there, correct? Yes. Yeah. So so you would not, not have a problem moving out into that area? Well, you know, my farm is about two miles from the line that divides the second district from the third district. I mean, it's, it's, we're in, technically in Franklin County, but you go two miles due east from my farm here in Jefferson County. And so I was thinking about buying a little bit of acreage over there. Interesting. So we may we may have broken some news here this morning, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, the, the question always is for me for the last year or so since we got done with the Senate campaign, can we be more effective as pundits and politicians? You know, can I do more to, to spread the word and be effective uh, just doing what I'm doing now as opposed to being one of 435 people in the House of Representatives? You know, I don't know. I was addressing the uh, city of St. Louis Central Committee last night on our vetting issues. And, uh, you know, I... I don't know whether which way to go on that because my goal is to do everything I can. I mean, my wife and I literally stood out in front of the house on July the 4th, 2020, and took a vow that having survived that second assault in our house, that we'd do everything we could for the rest of our lives to protect this country and restore this republic. And we meant it and we mean it now. And the choice is how can we best do that? You know, uh, as my wife will tell me every day, and she's already told me once today, you know, uh, God will let us know. He's got a plan for us and he'll let us know what we're supposed to do. And we're still we're still asking. Cool. You know what? And 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 one other question for you. We tried to call you last week, or we did call you, but the phone didn't work right. The deal. You were back in the news again about your guns, and officially, you're not getting them back. Is that the story now? Well, the court of appeals ruled that way. It was my late Christmas present, right? They came out with their opinion on July on, on December 26th, uh, telling me that they that I didn't have a right to get my guns back. I drafted the application for transfer to the Supreme Court yesterday. I'll file it today. 
And we'll see if the Supreme Court's willing to take a look at it. Wow, more news right here on the Brad and John Show. I'm telling you, we're breaking stories left and right. Mark, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And if you couldn't, if you wouldn't mind, uh, this is my cell phone number that I called you on. If you could, with that address is, text me that address, and I will try to show up there this morning and take some pictures and shake your hand and, and see what's going on, if you don't mind. Yeah, and I will, I will, I will text you the, uh, the flyer for the event as okay. soon as we get off the horn here. Cool, cool, cool. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. You take care, Brad. Um, bye-bye. bye-bye. John, what about that? Well, I couldn't hear it. So what'd he say? Oh, he, oh, that's right. He's thinking about running for third Congress, for third congressional district. Does he sound like he's being serious or does it sound like a stunt? Oh, no, no. I think he's serious. Wow. Interesting. And then he, the last thing he said was he's filing a brief with the Supreme Court of the United States to get his gun back. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. See, Mark, I'm, I'm Mark. You're, you're not Mark. You're John. I'm still having problems with this phone system. It's Here's the problem. If you were in the studio, John, let's be honest. John's not in the studio. John's at his at his his bat cave. We won't say where he's at. He's at a secret location. <laughs> and um, if John were in the studio, this would be no problem for the phone system. But yet, you know, the big stations have. And what sounds crazy about this is people go, well, how hard it is to get a phone call on the air. The big stations, and we're a small station, the big stations have literally pieces of equipment that cost many thousands of dollars to do this with the phones. I'm doing it with razor blades and paper clips and and little resistors that I'm tying together with solder. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing it with. And I still don't have it right, but I'm getting there. Okay. I'll work on that so you can hear it as well, too. So Mark McCloskey is is saying that he's that he's considering or that he's open to consider. In other words, he wants his name mentioned among Potential candidates for the ninth, or I keep calling it the ninth district. The third district used to be the ninth district. Well, now it's the third district. You know, That's interesting. I, you know, I see. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't say this, but when this thing first happened, Shelley and I were on the air, and we sort of made fun of them. We called them Pinky and Stripes, you know, and and we yeah. were we we're not the only ones that did that because he had on a pink shirt and she had on a striped shirt, so it was Pinky and Stripes. Okay. And I guess the thing that still sort of bothers me is that being a gun guy and taking the courses and having my concealed carry permit and yada, 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 yada. There's like four rules of firearms. And one of them is never point your gun at something you're not willing to destroy. So in other words, And Mark was fine, but his wife was not. Yes, she was pointing her little, her little pistol at people, and she had her finger on the trigger. And yes, yet it, later it came out that, and see, that's the other thing. You don't put your finger on the trigger. You put your finger next to the trigger unless, you know, until you're ready to fire. I mean, there's all this. I don't want to get in the gun, yeah. you know, junk, but there's all sorts of different stages that they call down and ready, up and ready, all sorts of crazy stuff. And essentially, she violated them all. You know, that's all... That's that's yeah. all I'll say. And uh, he did not, he did not, well, I think at one point in time he did point his gun at, at the crowd, but for the most part he had it pointed down or something like that. And that's, Well, now to quote the legendary philosopher Andre Young, Brad, I got my finger on the trigger, some people wonder why, but living in the city, it's do or die. <laughs> I think Patty McCloskey was following Andre Young, a.k.a. Dr. Dre's legendary advice there where do you come up with this stuff do you just do you remember it's that on the chronic it's 1992 the chronic dr dre i forgot what track it is i wasn't a big fan of that so did you just pull that off the top of your head yeah it's <laughs> one of my it's it's in the chorus of that song 
I got my finger on the trigger. So bleeps, I can't say the word he says. Um, but living in the city, it's do or die. I mean, listen, it doesn't matter if you're in Portland Place or you're in Walnut Park or you're at the corner of Trampy and Bell Fountain, baby. You got you got to have your finger on the trigger because living in the city, it's do or so, die. So John, who people look at as the political savant, is also the wrestling expert and the rap expert, right? That's, well, I wouldn't say expert, but I would say I have a working knowledge of, of most 1990s rap lyrics, yeah. <laughs> so, so are you into Nelly as well, too? No. So Nelly is, let me tell you something. I think Nelly's great. Nelly exemplifies the kind of rap that turned me off to rap, which is what I would consider white girl rap. So one of my favorite things in the last 10 years is if you ask a white girl, you go into Target and you ask a white girl, hey, do you like rap music? She'd say, oh, yeah, I do. Who are some of your favorite rappers? Nelly. I like hardcore rappers like Nelly. You know, I'm going down, down, baby. And it's just it's revolting. Like as a guy that grew up on EPMD and East Coast and West Coast and, you know, outcast for someone to consider. I do a little bit of gatekeeping here, Brad. And I think that, like, I consider myself a vanguard of of true hip hop and rap. And when I hear a Caucasoid woman tell me that Nelly is rap music, I smile and nod and then I just leave Target. So and I tell her that I like her Stanley mug and then I just leave Target. (laughs) Where does Tupac fit into that thing? Is he one of your favorites? Uh, Yeah, I mean, so Tupac started with Digital Underground, which was which was decidedly an underground hip hop group. And then and then Pac, you know, Digital Underground had some had some crossover hits. He was, by the way, are you familiar with the Humpty Dance, Brad? I am. I know what the Humpty Dance is. I know exactly what that is. So Tupac's first appearance in any rap music was as a dancer, he was dressed up in African garb, and he performed in Humpty Hump's version of, which was actually Shock G, a founding member of Digital Underground. Tupac performed in that video, and then Tupac's first rap was on one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time, which is Same Song by Digital Underground. It was the first rap that Tupac ever did, and it launched his rap career. Man, you're a nerd in this stuff. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you and well, you got to have respect to you to you know to, to the original foundation of hip hop. You in the NWA and stuff like that as well too. Yeah, yeah. So NWA came around when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> um, not to be confused with National <laughs> Wrestling Alliance, which became World Championship Wrestling, owned by Ted Turner. But yeah, I mean, you know, all all the West Coast stuff. And I would plug, by the way, a fantastic book from a Washington University graduate named Ben Westoff um, wrote a book called Original Gangsters. And it's all about the birth of West Coast hip hop. And he dives into all NWA. He sat down with the most prominent rappers, MC Ren, you know, everybody that was part of that scene and talked about how gangster rap influenced hip hop for uh, an entire generation. You can buy it on Amazon. It's called Original Gangsters. And he's a great guy. You should also follow him on Instagram, Ben Westoff. Okay. Current rap. Are you into mm-hmm. it? Don't stuff? listen to it. Why not? Because after the uh, Michael Brown's assault on Officer Darren Wilson, I started to really dislike a lot of the themes and a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the, the the opposition to police brutality has always been a fundamental part of hip hop, you know, lyrics and culture. But as we got into Michael Brown's assault on Darren Wilson, the lyrics just became too much for me to handle. So I stopped listening. Okay. And, you know, I'll hear some rap songs here and there when I'm when I'm out and about. And some of them are just unavoidable. But, uh, you know, Andre from the legendary rap group uh, Outkast 
did an interview a few weeks ago, Brad. It was my favorite interview I've seen in years. And people ask him if he's recording music that, that's hip-hop anymore. And he said no. He said he's about my age, so I'm 46. He said – "What? This is, a, this is a near verbatim quote. He said, what am I going to rap about? Getting a colonoscopy or the fact that my eyesight's going bad? I don't have anything to say anymore. So leave, leave hip-hop and leave kind of that aggressive – um, lyrical approach to younger folks. And, and, you know, Andre is making music now that, that includes flutes, you know? So, okay. Here's, we, all, we all get a little older, Brad. As we, as we end the show, here's how I'm going to show if you're a real rap aficionado. Okay. What's the difference between a shorty and a boo? Um, oh, wow. Uh, so I don't use either. Well, I, okay. Actually to be, to be fair, I've used, I've used boo a few times. Um, I don't know. What is your definition of it, Brad? A shorty is one of your girlfriends. A mm-hmm. boo is your special girlfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. Interesting. A, sh- a shorty is like you have lots of shorties, but you're supposed to only have one boo. Wow. Um, now, how do you uh, like is this is this I like it, it sounds like the definition between like a homeboy and a dog and like a road dog. Look it up. Like, on a, how did you learn this? <laughs> Urban Dictionary, of course. <laughs> oh, wow. OK, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> because because once again, you, the rappers, they got lots of shorties, but there's only one boo. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the special girl. And I guess you could call the and, – and, and in white person's parlance, the, the shorties would be side chicks and the, yeah. <laughs> the, the boo would be your, your main or whatever. Anyway, whatever. Okay. And it's a better time of year because around Christmas and holidays, everybody wants to be the boo. And then probably around after New Year's, you can, you can relegate them to just being a shorty. You got it. We got to go. Say goodbye, John. Bye. See you guys next week. It's 8 o'clock.